knowing what the defense is going to do before they do it. Um, you know, basically like having the answers to the test. I'm Adam Brenneman. This, 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 this is Next Up. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Next Up by Mercury podcast. I'm Adam Brenneman. We're in Lawrence, Kansas, at the University of Kansas, and we're going to go talk to Jalen Daniels and Devin Neal about all things 2022 season. Let's go see what they're up to. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this. Yes, sir. In the Thank middle of game us. week, it's it's Tuesday of Duke week, right? How, yeah. How's practice going? Feeling good? Yeah, we yes, feel good. Sir. Did you practice this morning? Yes, yep. sir. How was it? Went well. I mean, um, we're able to execute the plays, you know, um, Day two install, you know, going into the game week and feeling pretty confident about the play calls that we have. So you guys, what's the practice schedule during the week? Is it Monday? Is it off day Sunday? Yeah, I mean, all days are Sunday. Yeah. But we come in, we still come in and like lift. Yeah, and we'll do treatment. But yeah, it was pretty much Monday to Thursday, then Friday's our travel day. Got it. Cool. So sitting three and zero, best start Kansas has had in a long time. There's more energy and excitement mm -hmm. around the program. And I, I don't even remember the last time it was it was this popping in Kansas. So how does it feel? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it definitely feels good. I mean, you know, uh, to see the amount of excitement from everybody, you know, outside of the program and then being able to see the amount of excitement inside the locker room, inside these walls, and, you know, just being able to see the, the, the preparation that we've been doing, you know, this whole entire offseason uh, pay off. Yeah. yeah. Feel good? Yeah, man, it feels good, especially being from Lawrence, too. So it's kind of yeah. cool seeing the change happening before your eyes so that's what i want to ask you. you you're unique in the sense that you got to go to the college that you, you yeah. grew up at lawrence you went to literally lawrence high school right mm -hmm. and yep. so you've seen kansas through you've seen it be down bad and then be, yeah. it'd be where it is now how's what's kind of that process yeah i mean like? it's crazy because like it's about it was kind of my dream like this is what i wanted to do this is what yeah. i kind of expected to do um and you know bring a, a different leadership to the team and bring a different perspective too so you know being Starting the season three and zero means a lot to me, but you know we're just getting started. So you know Lawrence better than anyone, right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> the in sure. and outs, right? Yeah. Uh, Jalen, your name popped up this week on Heisman odds or Heisman list. I, I don't even know if you knew. I just told you that a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, what like do you pay attention to that stuff? How cool is that? I mean, that's that's got to be like I know you can downplay it, but that's got to be like a pretty sick thing when you see your name beside CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and all these big time quarterbacks. You know, definitely. I mean, uh, it's not something that I really, you know, look at. I feel like, you know, those type of achievements are something that you really want to look at, you know, after the season because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're still we still are in season. You know, um, it, we're going into game four we still have a long season ahead of us so um you know I, I i i like the fact that my name is you know in that conversation right now but it's not something i'm really looking at right now and i just want to be able to end the season off strong yeah T tell me take me through that west virginia game it's such a, it was a <laughs> game everyone was watching and uh you know it's such a <laughs> crazy ending with the pick six to end it yeah. you guys both played extremely well i mean that Morgantown was just shut down after that. It was probably dead silent. Like, take me through that that, that game. Yeah, I mean the atmosphere was hostile, man. They get they get rowdy down there, but <laughs> yeah, for sure they definitely did. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, it, it was a good game, and you know, proud of the effort from the team. We came came together, and you know, those are the type of battles we need to win. And you know, sometimes that's what's needed. You're not gonna line up and physically dominate a team and blow them out. So you know, when you all come together like that, and you know, focus on the discipline, focus on the little things. That's what 
got us the W that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say you know, um, uh, our main a lot. You know, one of our main focuses this off season is you know trying to handle adversity. And um, you know, game one we didn't really have much adversity. Uh, game two came around and we 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 were in the locker room and said you know. This is going to be the game that tests how we handle adversity, and you know, definitely adversity did strike early in that game, and I feel like our team definitely stood up to the challenge. That was a true like track meet. Like you guys yeah. just running all over the field. Did you feel that? Like you were scoring so many points. I think you guys averaged like ten yards a play. During the yeah. game. Like, did you guys feel that? Like like you were just you couldn't do anything wrong on offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a really surreal feeling. We're like, oh, we just can't be stopped. You know. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it always feels good when you're in that kind of mode and you're just clicking on all cylinders and everything's yeah. working, so. Was that your best game of your career, you feel like? I guess, well, maybe last week when I, when I topped it, right? <laughs> um, You know, I, I feel like, you know, every week I just go on with the mindset of, you know, I want this to be my best game yet. You know, I want to be able to, you know, it's a blessing to be able to go out there every Saturday and be able to play in front of so many fans and in front of these different environments. You know, it's just something that, you know, a lot of college athletes dreamed of as a yeah. child. And, you know, being able to go out there every Saturday, you really just want to go out there with the mindset that you just make every play that you can. Yeah, what what do you think is as a quarterback specifically is like the next step you got to take in your game to um, just be you know become a more complete or more elite player? You know, I feel like you know throwing people more open, throwing more people open. You know, seeing the seeing the zone pre snap. You know, I feel like you know I've done a I've done a pretty good job of starting to get in the hang of pre snap, post snap reads. You know, knowing what the defense is going to do before they do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, basically like having the answers to the test. But you know, there there's a there's little things during the play that I could always clean up. Yeah, T take me through. Um, fans will love this. Like pre-snap. Okay, you get the you guys are signal offense, right? You uh, get the signal. Or do you, you, are you so we're wrist coach. Yeah. We're you wrist are coach wristband. Offense. Okay. Yes. So you get the wristband call, right? Yes. What's your like? Your, what are you doing? Like you now. You're, are you telling the O line of protection? Are you looking at the safeties? Like what's your pre-snap? Uh, you know, um, so as soon as I get the, the, the wrist coach number from Coach Z, I'm automatically looking at the clock to see how much time we have left, you know. Didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah I got <laughs> to make sure that we're not, you know, we're, the clock isn't too low, yeah. uh, see how fast I have to call the play call. But at the end of the day, you know, with Coach K's offense, I feel like we try to control the pace of the game, you know, whether we have to speed it up or, you know, slow it down. So, you know, that's the number one thing that I look at uh, going to the huddle. Um, I'm reading the play call, and as I'm reading the play call, I'm thinking of the play in my head, but I'm reading it slow, slower for everybody else so that they can hear it because we only say it one time. So, yeah. And with this offense, there's a lot of verbiage and a lot of tags <laughs> that go into it. So, you know, if you don't hear it that one time, you might miss that call and you'll have yeah. to, like, come back and ask. So um, then I'm visualing the play. Um, we finally get to the line of scrimmage, looking at the clock one more time. Uh, to see how much time I have to look at my pre-snap, my pre-snap reads, and then after that, I'm looking at the defense, seeing what they're doing, seeing um, if this is their base alignment to their formation that they've shown on film, or if they're trying to do something differently. Um, and then after that, it just goes into just do your do your job, you know, play 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 your best. What, what about you? What's your what's your pre-snap? You're just like give me the ball. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depend. I mean, if it's a run, I got it. So I got my own reads, kind of. Yeah. So it depends on obviously what type of run it is, but I'm looking for a certain thing, and you know, then it's kind of just read and react from there. But it's more thinking comes with like pass protection. So like whenever JD calls like a pass, but I got to think what possible pressures that's I can get. That's the hard part. Right? Yeah, and, you know that that's what that's why film's important too, because if you see one thing, you're like, oh, this is probably coming. So then you're more prepared. So 
Um, yeah, those are kind of things that I look for. It's just different anomalies when you're looking. Like if the safety is shading down one way, you're like, oh, Jay, this blitz is coming. Yeah, or you got a cap safety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah, yeah. So you got to pay attention to that and you know pick up the blitz. What's your favorite run play? You were, you were like inside zone. I'm a counter zone? guy. I like counter. Like counter yeah, guy. that's my favorite run play for you sure. Follow that that tight end. Yeah, follow that puller for sure. <laughs> you definitely need a good tight end to run counter. <laughs> you do. You do. Um, I want to ask both of you about the recruiting process. Something fans love talking about recruiting as well. For each of you, yours was being the hometown kid. Yours was, I think you flipped like the last minute to Kansas, right? Yes, sir. So each of you, I want to hear hear the stories. And did you guys know each other at all during the recruiting process? Or you not till you got here? Nah. Gotcha. I knew him his freshman year. Yeah. But, gotcha. okay. but um, you know, for me, uh, I was committed to Middle Tennessee State my whole senior season. I committed the week before my senior season started. But uh, I was in contact with Brent Dearman. Um, you know, since February of that year, you know, he didn't have the offensive. He's the old OC here. Right? Yeah, he was yeah. the old OC. You know, he didn't have the offensive coordinator job yet. He was still um, an assistant here, um, still like being in the background and everything like that. Um, during my senior season is when uh, we almost beat Texas, and we had a whole lot of offensive numbers, and that was his first game being like the official offensive coordinator. Um, and I believe like a week or two after that, this is like towards the end of my season. Um, he hit me up and was just like, yeah, so they're going to allow me to to give you the scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, um, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to have some conversations with my family, have some conversations with God at first, and then we're, we're going to uh, see where it goes from there. Um, but, you know, after a few conversations with God, you know, having those conversations with my parents, they basically just told me, you have to do what, what makes you feel right. And, you know, me, me being who I am, you know, uh, I started looking at little things, uh, I lived off Kansas Avenue back home in Los Angeles, and <laughs> I lived off Kansas Avenue. Um, my my coach in high school uh, is Charles Gordon. Um, he went here to the University of Kansas as well. So having those conversations with him, he showed me and told me that I would love it here in Lawrence. And I was just like, all right, I mean, um, I'm going to have to go with my gut right here. And uh, I eventually signed to the University of Kansas, and I hadn't even taken a visit yet. I didn't get to take a visit till I believe, that February, next, right after that. Really? So you signed without ever seeing the campus? Yes, sir. You were just looking at it on Google and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Basically having to ask uh, all the other commits how, how they liked it, how they liked their visits, how they liked their visits, um, you know. And I, I guess it really just came down to, you know, seeing what 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 the possibility was, you know. Okay. One of the reasons why I wanted to come to Kansas because I wanted to be able to help the program turn around. And I felt like, you know, at the beginning of that, I thought that they were on their way there. So, um, you know, I feel like that we've done a great job of just, you know, keep on chucking, you know, no matter no matter what the situation is, day in, day out, keep going yeah. in with that, with that mindset to get 1% better. You had literally the exact opposite scenario where you saw too much of Kansas. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw a what lot What was of your it. process like? Yeah, I mean, so for me, baseball was involved heavily, so – a lot of teams kind of shied away from, you know, dealing with trying to manage a two-sport athlete, you know. But, you know, I, it started really picking up kind of after my junior year season. And um, I, I ventured around and just looked at college like any other kid, you know. But um, just I always had that gut feeling that it just things weren't right. Like it was always Kansas for me. And, um, yeah, it felt really good. I was also recruited by uh, Coach Dearman um, and then Coach Miles, obviously, and his staff. So, I was originally recruited by Coach Holen and now Coach Wallace when he first got here is who I was recruited by too. So it was, it was a large team effort. And, you know, it's almost like a leap of faith. Like before Jalen actually had a whole season. I didn't even have a whole season with the coach that, that I committed to. Yeah. So um, Coach Leipold came in and I'm like, well, well 
see how it goes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, my recruitment process, it was crazy because, you know, COVID was big too. That's so, right. You couldn't take Yeah, it got, it got shut down that uh, March. So I wasn't able to go on a lot of those visits, but yeah. obviously God had a plan for me. So, um, yeah, that's what yeah. got me here. So. It, so, and you guys just mentioned it. I was going to ask you, like, you both have been here through that, like, turmoil of, like, Coach Miles' staff and all yeah. that went down there. And then, like, the late coaching change. We were just talking to Coach Leipold, like, getting like a new coach in may is crazy like, yeah yeah i mean your first time with them was like training camp you yeah know what I mean? so right. just take me through that like what was that like i mean just there was so much uncertainty around that time i feel like and then coach lightpole came in and brought some of that stability yeah i mean for me i i just you know i had to go in with the mindset that you know no matter what's happening god has a plan for me you know i feel like you know I'm always going to be following God's plan. You know, he's going to guide me in the right path, no matter what it is. And um, my, my objective, you know, going into that first year with Coach Lipo was just to be able to, you know, get better as a quarterback and get better as a man. You know, um, I felt like Coach Lipo and his staff coming in, you know, they they established a, a very well a very well coached team, you know, um, listening to Coach Sleeve and everything that he preached and harped on when they first got here just showed me that, you know, they have a plan for us and they have a plan of what they want to do here. And I, I I agree with it. You know, I want to just be able to follow that and, you know, just be able to go off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I was, like I said, like when they first announced it, I was like, well, what are we going to do? And had a lot of talks with my family, but I'm like, let's just stick it out. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Coach Sleeve really was the first person that kind of hit it home with me too. It was just what he was talking about. It, it really resonated with me a lot, but yeah, man, it was, at first it was like, how do you trust something that you just don't know? Yeah. You know? So, you put in a lot of effort, but this thing can go south really quickly. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just you could feel the change even last year, even though, you know, the the season was long, the season was rough. It had its, you know, uh, valleys and yeah. all types of mountains. I mean, <laughs> literally, we 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 overcame a lot last year, and um, you know, this off season just made it even more important how much work we had to put into. Um, get to where we are so it's cool how you guys suck that out because I feel like in college football nowadays like everyone when the coach coaching change happens they just jump in the portal right away you <laughs> yeah know? and you guys like decided to stick that out was yeah. that something did you just you know you kind of just said it did you feel like the the culture kind of was shifting under coach like yeah, yeah definitely I yeah. mean and, and I'd say that you know when you commit to a school you're committing to the school you're not necessarily committing to the coaching staff you know um after my very first semester at the University of Kansas um, Coach Dearman left, and then a month after that, Coach Miles left, and then, you know, everything like that happened. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, it's really just following God's plan for me. Yeah. So you played, you played in 2020. Had had a few. I think like six starts in 2020, right? And then started some games in 2021, and then now this year, obviously, it's been your show the whole way. What was kind of Talk me through those couple of years and like your development and the ups and downs, like the peaks and valleys of those two seasons. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, trying to come from a high school, a high school, you know, environment as a quarterback, and then going jumping right into Big Twelve defenses. You know, yeah. they know Not that I'm young. Thing. They're gonna they're gonna try to bring in a lot of pressure since they know that I'm young. There's a lot of things that I didn't see as a freshman pre-snap like that. So, um, you know, after that first year, I really took into account that there is a lot that I need to get better at if I want to be able to be successful as a quarterback in this in this conference. And um, I, I feel like it, it's helped me a lot because it, it humbled me. It definitely did. I mean, um, I went into that offseason like I need to know pre-snap. I need to know post-snap. I need to know cap defenders. I need to know if they're doing this, they're going into that coverage. And then, you know, um, when, when Coach K got here, 
I wanted to put a big emphasis on myself on knowing the playbook. You know, I hadn't been I hadn't been in a playbook for more than a year until Coach K got here. So, you know, being comfortable with the playbook as a quarterback is definitely something that will help you along the way. So I feel like growing that confidence in Coach K's playbook, you know, like I said, I've said earlier before um, that, you know, knowing the intent of the play allows the whole entire offense to move smoothly because, you know, if we're in this third down situation, we knew already before the game, the very first third and long, this is the play we're going to run. On the very first play of the game, first five plays of the game, this is the play that we want to run because the defense is going to do this and we want to be able to make them adjust to us. So, you know, uh, it definitely came a lot with, you know, just being able to be confident in myself. Yeah. You got to know the whole system as a quarterback, right? Oh, definitely. So you can tell everyone when they don't know where to line up. <laughs> yeah, definitely, line up. definitely. with him, right? He knows, you know where to line up on? Yeah. Nah, Dino knows where to go. He knows? <laughs> he knows where to go. I know where to go. The, what, what was your biggest, uh, like, learning curve when you got to college? Like, because you started playing right away. I had to get stronger, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because, I mean, from an overall standpoint, just how my body felt after. You're just like, whoa. You know, yeah, <laughs> and then you know, just picking up those blitzes. I mean, how important it is to protect him? You know, you know. So far, we've allowed like we've allowed no sacks. You know, so that's really important in our offense. So when you can keep the chains moving, and um, you know, just being able to protect the quarterback is yeah. very important. So building that strength in the offseason that I needed to putting on almost 15 pounds that I needed to put on um, has allowed me to protect better. And overall, and then, you know, break more tackles, create more yaks. So those are all important aspects of my game. I'm still learning every day, though. You know, asking for advice from some of the best people. We were talking earlier, like some of the best people that, you know, I look up to, kind of like Brees Hall people, like just like that. So, you know, always asking for advice, always asking to get better and just keep on seeking. Who who do you, like, model your game after? Like, is there one running I mean, I used used to really model myself after Le'Veon Bell, kind of prime Le'Veon Bell. I always liked his patience and – you know, it was exposing his strength. So but, much patience. He yeah. just, like, waits behind the yeah. line. Yeah. Surprise, bro. yeah, it was it was art, you know. Yeah. So, and then just mixtures of him. You know, you know, I've always kind of found my – usually always when you watch a football game, you watch the person that you feel like you resonate with the most, <laughs> like the running backs. So, there's, there's definitely a lot of running backs now, and especially, like, within the last three so years that you're just, like, they do it right. And, yeah. you know, just – I think – Overall, I kind of want to build my game around being like kind of an ultimate guy, kind of like a Travis Etienne yeah, or a yeah. Christian McCaffrey. You know, just those guys are you, – you can't replace those dudes. Yeah. Like third down situation, you don't have to run the ball. You just yeah. hey, go swing them on the route, go make them make a linebacker try to cover them in yeah. impossible tasks. You so, good hands? Yeah, I do. You good hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played – I, I mean, that. in high school, I – Almost had close to 700, 800 receiving yards. Really? Yeah, a lot of times I'll split out the receivers. So, you know, that, that definitely led into, like, going back to the recruiting process. A lot of people saw that I, was, I could be used in different ways. So Yeah, that's what people don't realize, like, fans and stuff. Sometimes those, like, third down backs that we were describing. Yeah. Usually they're not great in pass protection. Right. You can do do it all. Be the counterback. Be the guy that can play out wide. And right. So pick up the pass, but that's where you play in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. What, what about, like, who do you model your game after? You know, Coming at, coming from California, you know, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks that, you know, are my age that made it to these big schools and everything like that. And, you know, I always looked at, you know, what did, what did they do to get there? So, um, you know, I'd say that somebody that I've looked a lot at since we've been in college is Bryce Young. Yeah. You know, seeing his, how calm and poised he is in the pocket, you know, mm-hmm. nothing ever rattles him. 
you know, even if they are bringing pressure, he's able to make a lot of guys miss, evade defenders, you know, when they are blitzing and just make make a lot of plays happen. Um, I'd say since I've moved here, definitely Patrick Mahomes, you know, yeah. uh, being able to see all the different type of arm angles and throws that he's all able to make. You know, no, definitely. I mean, um, you know, trying to make those throws that you see him make in games, you know, just being able to know that, you know, you can always have that in your tool bag. You can always pull that out whenever it's needed. Um, and then I just say Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is, is, has been electric since he's been at Louisville. You know, um, I've always looked at Lamar Jackson's highlights ever since his high school highlights when he had that one viral <laughs> video. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> when he had that one viral video where he did a uh, step back and walked right into the yeah. end zone, you know, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, this yeah. guy is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is crazy, you know. Just being able to see his highlights and how he made a lot of defenders miss, you know, downfield rather than, you know, just being in the pocket, you know, mm -hmm. it, it showed me a lot. And, you know, I want to be able to emulate a few things from his game into mine. If you gotta go, you can leave at some point. We good. We got good? Right. Yep, I'm good. Yeah, don't miss study hall. Bro. I won't. I won't. <laughs> um, for each of you, I'm curious. So much success is happening right now. What's a time in your career that you faced adversity? And kind of is there one moment where you're like, man, I had to overcome this, or you? you know, yeah, I would say so. There's obviously last year was we faced a little adversity, but I'd probably go to my sophomore year in high school. Um, just, I mean. It was kind of like so the call is like yeah the equivalent would be starting like 22 true freshmen on your team which yeah. jd pretty much did yeah. but regardless <laughs> <laughs> but so that's kind of how it was it was just like 22 sophomores starting and you know yeah. we're super young like i was 14 15 years old mm -hmm. and you know trying to learn that you dealt with injuries and i'm like is football really for me so like yeah just battling past that i mean yeah that was hard but Obviously, it got me to the point where, you know, mental toughness kind of comes in and, you know, that helps you build for you for the future. Yeah, so. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that, you know, to piggyback off what he just said, you know, mental health in, in, in college sports is, is definitely something that that not a lot of people think of. You know, um, mm -hmm. mostly every college athlete that is out there goes through some type of adversity in their life, whether everybody else sees or they don't. And, you know, having to deal with these little things outside of football can definitely take your mind off of off of football and it could put you it can give you a bad practice and now now you're on yourself more because you're like dang oh this is happening outside of football and now it's carrying on the practice yeah so like what can i do next and you know I, I definitely feel like that that portion of things will definitely affect the college athlete yeah no doubt that's a great point that not, not a lot of people talk about you know? yeah um who throughout training camp and now on your guys's defense is like showed up and you've been like Lonnie Phelps. I did not like going yeah. against them in practice. That's exactly Lonnie what Phelps. Lonnie Phelps. Yeah. I mean the amount of explosiveness and how fast he can come around the edge, you know, yeah. I've seen that since he's gotten here. Yeah. And you know, just being able to look at practice film and seeing all the little things that he does on that side of the ball is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And it showed in game one. I mean he had three sacks himself. Yeah, he's so long yeah. Too. yeah, he's long. He's, a monster, bro. He's, yeah. I promise you, I mean strong, fast, physical. He can do anything that you really want him to do. He'll yeah. drop back in the coverage in that flat area and be able to try to make a play there you know I, I just seen a lot from him yeah he creates problems for an offense for sure really? that dude is a freak yeah he's gonna play in the nfl for yeah you'll time, see him right? on sundays <laughs> you'll see him on sundays you'll see him there how uh how has i mean we just talked to coach Leipold about this too like the college game has changed so much like yeah. it's all you guys really know but like it's changed yeah more in the last like three years and it's changed in the last 50 yeah. like yeah. nil transfer portal all that kind of stuff 
how have you guys, you know, what are your thoughts on that stuff and how has it kind of impacted your career so far? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, NIL and stuff, like, that's cool. I mean, you just think about all the athletes back in the day. I mean, you think of all the scandals and stuff. Like, those athletes would have been paid. Reggie Bush. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And, you know, to allow athletes to be paid off what they're bringing, I mean, there's a reason why most of these stadiums across the country are sold out. They want to see these dudes perform at a high level. And you know, for them, for for us to get paid for that is really cool. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. And uh, yeah, I mean, so far for me, I mean, you know, I I feel like sometimes people can get too carried away with it. You know, when you're only focusing on that, turning into, you know, that's your only focus, and then that's distracting you from college football. Because I feel like college football is just supposed to be a fun game. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like I feel like for a lot of us who come in every morning and stay almost to like seven at night it almost it feels like a job like it's pretty much a job let's yeah. let's be real but um just kind of just leading into that just my advice for people would just not be focusing too hard on it because like if you focus on just having fun and you go out there and perform it's going to come to you regardless yeah, exactly yeah. so in facts i mean um yeah to piggyback off what he said you just never want to get too focused on that type of stuff you know i i, I do feel like that stepping stone is going to help a lot of future NFL players because, you know, being put into that situation younger than than most. Like when you get to the NFL, what are you, 20, 21? Yeah, first time seeing Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. you know, being able to balance, you know, you making money, you playing for this team, you know, it'll help you in the long run because – now when you're a freshman in college, if you are a five-star and you come in and start making all this money and all that, you're going to be able to learn eat, like faster to be able to balance. All right, yeah, I can, use this, yeah, I, I can yeah. use this time for NIL, yeah. but I still have to be able to go in, watch film, get training room, be able to do all this extra work, be able to come into the facility with the same mindset every single day, yeah. you know, no matter what it is. And um, as for the transfer portal, I definitely feel like um, I, I, it's good for college athletes now because, yeah. you know, they don't feel trapped where they are, you know. There, yeah. there's some, pe- there's a lot of, like in the past, there've been a lot of people who signed their, signed their. Coaches leave every year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll sign, they'll sign it for the four year deal, and then get to the, get to the school. If that coaching staff leaves right then and there, then they were stuck. Like, yeah. and you're forced to have to go through a change and everything like that. But you know, especially me being from California and living in Kansas, like. If there was a California kid who had to move all the way to, let's say, Virginia, and then he gets there two months later, the whole entire staff is gone. Now he's gonna feel homesick, and that's gonna get that's gonna mess with his mental health. Yeah, it's gonna mess with how he feels, how he attacks every single day, because now he feels like the only people that he trusted to get there, and the only reason why he trusted them to get there is now no longer there. Yeah, yeah. You don't have that kind of like safety net no more. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all for it, honestly. Like. Like you said, you're just not gonna feel traps. Like you can, yeah. like you can choose your best situation. And I think that's the like say you can say it like this. That's the most humane thing because you know yeah. in the workforce, if you don't want to work a job, quit. No doubt. And you can go find the job you want to do. Yeah. So it should be the same both ways. So yeah. that's that's what's yeah. cool about it. Because before it was like a business for everyone else and the, not the players. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's exactly. Like players, people so. are making money off the players, and if the players are not satisfied with something, then it's yeah. like. Screw yeah. you. Like, yeah. Have you guys done any NIL deals yet? Yes, yeah. Sir. You, they've been cool. You like it? Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. But yeah. but like I said, you just never 
everything can get clouded up so fast with NIO deals now, yeah, you know, yeah. especially. Some of the money is not even true that people talk about. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. not, right. You just see it all reported. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but then you see how, how fast things can come, you know. I yeah. mean, it, it, this season, for example, you know, we're off to a 3-0 and start. But, you know, through these three games, things have just started coming fast, you know. Uh, it wasn't something that I really looked at, for yeah. real, like going, like, during this offseason, it wasn't something that I was really like, okay, NIL deals. I was really like, okay, there's NIL deals out there, but that's not something that I want to chase. Yeah. And now it just feels like everything's just starting to come so fast. So, you know, being able to balance the two is something that you you have to want to work on because, trust me, it, it definitely can get your mindset into a different mind state. But if you want – if you you got to care more about the football than NIL. Appreciate it, now we just move right, on, dog. man. All right, now. Schools. Appreciate you, Devin. Was, was Kansas your only Power 5 offer? Yes. Yes, sir. Did you feel disrespected by that at all? Um, Not necessarily because, like, like I said earlier, I mean, um, everything's in God's timing. Everything's yeah. in God's plan. You know, I They're feel like. They'll regret it right now, though. How can we not recruit this kid? <laughs> you know, I, I, that's something I don't even really try to look at, though. You know, uh, I'm blessed to be in the situation that I'm in today. You know, my path is is everybody has a genuine path. Everybody has a different path. And, you know, the path that God has given me, I definitely am blessed to be here today because, you know, every like I said, everybody's path is different. Yeah. It is. What, uh, what What's the life of being a college athlete nowadays? What do you think is the hardest part of it? Is it the school? Is it? balancing everything is it you mentioned the mental health part of it like what yeah. is the hardest part of being a i mean power five quarterback starting quarterback on the highs but uh, <laughs> um you know definitely definitely balancing definitely mental health you know i, I don't want to harp too much on, on balancing because you know in, in life you're gonna have to learn, learn how to balance your job your wife your kids your life is going to hit you at some point. So I don't really want to harp too much on, on balancing because you're going to have to balance at some point in your life. Um, but definitely mental health because, you know, it's easy to get down on yourself and it's easy to get high on yourself. And it's just like you never want to let yourself get too high or too low because that'll that'll mess with how you play. It'll mess with your psyche. You know, you have to find that median ground. You know, something that my sister always told me was, You'll never be as good as they say you are, and you'll never be as bad as they say you are, which is true because at the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on yourself is your own. If you don't feel like like there's like there's another tier that you're ever to break, yeah. then you're losing confidence in yourself. But if you also feel like, all right, yeah, I'm not doing enough, then it's just like, all right, what are you gonna do to make that situation? What are you gonna do to make it better? Yeah, that's such a such a mature mind mature mindset. Um, you know, I remember coaches always talking about like what you just mentioned, emotional consistency. Yeah. Like not like if you get really high when the good things happen, the the downside is then when bad things happen, you get really low. Yeah. You know, so it's Definitely. such a mature mindset. It's it's and I feel like that's what a lot of young players struggle with. Mm -hmm. Like young quarterbacks, they get really high and then they then they fall down and then they can't handle it. Yeah, and I mean I feel like Coach Sleeve, like I said, he he he's somebody who who has a lot of uh, he's he's a very intelligent man. You know, yeah. he he can give you. If you're going through something mentally, he has the right words to, to to say to you that you know will get you out of that funk. You know, um, he has a shirt that he wears all the time that says "Process Over Emotions," and it's true because if you let your emotions and like if you let your emotions drive the boat, mm -hmm. then it's gonna be one of these things. It's gonna be all up and down. But if you just focus on the process the whole entire time, then 
when something bad happens, all right, good. Yeah. What am I going to do to make it better? If something good happens, all right, that's great, but I can do better. Yeah. That's exactly why I, I, I like the way that Coach Sleep emphasizes everything that he says because, you know, it, it doesn't just resonate to football. It resonates to life because if you're not focused on the process over the emotions in life, then nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, 100%. I love it. I love it. Um, what does Coach Lightpole mean to you? Like, how's your relationship grown with him? And, you know, kind of what's he mean to this program? Yeah, he definitely means a lot. I mean, to see – to see how genuine of a man he is, you know, no matter what the situation is, he's going to keep it 100 with you. You know, even in those tough conversations, he's never going to sugarcoat anything, you know. And, you know, going back to that decision where where if I was going to redshirt or not, he gave that decision 100% to me, no matter what it was. Like, if you want a redshirt, you can. But if you don't want a redshirt, let's keep fighting. He left that decision to me and my parents. And, you know, since then, me and him have had that connection and we just – feel like we can always trust each other. Mm -hmm. Take me through that decision again, because people who aren't Kansas fans may not know that whole situation. And, and when we just talked to Coach Leipold, he talked about that as well, mm -hmm. the decision to register and you chose to, you know, take us through that process and like what was kind of going on around there. You know, um, I was I was I was supposed to redshirt my sophomore year. Um, I was I was sitting behind Jason Bean and Miles Kendrick. And uh, I really just wanted to take that season to, you know, learn more learn more as a quarterback, learn more as a leader, you know. Um, there was clearly a lot of things that I was able to work on to be able to put myself in a better position. So yeah. as as a as an athlete, you want to be able to find those little things that you have to do. So my whole entire goal in my sophomore year was to just be able to learn more and prepare myself for the future because my time is going to come sooner or later. It has to. And that, that's just the plan that God has for me. So, you know, when my number was called in the Kansas State game, um, I believe Jason Bean got hurt. Uh, they put Miles Kendrick in, and then he ended up getting hurt. And I ended up going into the game, and that, it was crazy because, you know, going through three quarterbacks in one game isn't usual yeah. for, for any football team. Were you ready to play? Like, Not definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, um, we had went over the whole entire uh, – Went over the whole entire gameplay script that week. You know, like I said, those those meetings that we have with the coaches, you know, we go over the intent of every single play. Um, I didn't really get to get live actions of those reps that week yeah. since I was the third string. You know, I was going on scout team, but I would sit behind everybody. I would sit behind Jason Bean and Miles Kendrick while they're running the plays and just getting my own feet work and how what would I do in this situation if that, if I got this picture? You know, just sitting behind and just trying to learn. Sweet. And then after that game, then you had the decision to redshirt or keep or play out the rest of the season. So um, Kansas State was the third game that I played in, gotcha. and you have four games to play. And that, if you play that fifth game, then you have to redshirt. Um, I mean, then you can't yeah, redshirt. Yeah. So I, I played against Coastal Carolina. I played against Baylor. Um, they threw me in against Kansas State, which is the third game. And game four was against Texas, and when they told me I was going to be, I was going to start because uh, because I believe Jason Bean was still hurt at the time, um, and I really just went into that that game with the mindset of, all right, this is probably going to be the only game that I could, that I could start this year. So go out there and just try to make every play that you can, every play that comes your way. Don't flinch, just keep going. You know, just be able to try to lead the troops out there because. They're not out there to lose either. Like yeah. they want to, they want to win just as much as you do. So that that was really just my main emphasis: go out there and just try to make every single play. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. So after your freshman year, you changed numbers from seventeen to six. What went into that? 
Um, so my very first number that I played when I was a child was any sport was with the with the A's as a baseball player, and my number was six. And you know, ever since then, the number six has always stuck with me. I wore number six at Narbonne High School. Um, when I went to Lawndale, I wasn't able to wear number six my junior year because a senior had it. Um, and I didn't want to switch my senior year since I was already getting recruited as number two and everything like that. A whole bunch of people knew me as number two. And uh, when I got here, they never really asked me what number I wanted. So when I got here, they gave me number 17. And we have uh, a running back on our team right now named Jack Caldwell, who is wearing number six. And uh, I asked them if I was able to get number six my freshman year, but they told me that it was too late because the season was right around the corner. There was a, everything's on the media and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, dang, uh, that's <laughs> That's tough. Um, so as soon as the scene, as soon as my freshman year was over, I talked to the EQ and was like, Jack said he's okay with letting me get number six. He's been saying this since last year. Is it possible for me to be able to get number six? And it was like, oh, definitely. I mean, if Jack is okay with it, then we'll switch you right away. Yeah. And uh, being able to go back to six was was everything to me because when I was in high school at Narbonne, the people that I grew up with, Narbonne had a whole lot of talent my freshman oh, yeah. and sophomore year. Narbonne's um, a powerhouse. Yeah, now. definitely, <laughs> definitely. And um, you know, they used to always call me JD Six, and I, I always that always stuck with me because. Then my mom started calling me JD6. And then my pop started calling <laughs> me JD6. JD17 don't sound that good. JD17 right? does not sound. The only thing JD17 sounded good for was when I was 17 years old. And that's JD. He's 17-year-old quarterback. Uh, but, you know, you know, just to be able to go back to six meant everything to me because it reminded me why I started playing everything I play. You know, yeah. being able to go back to to that mindset that I had my freshman, sophomore year was was to be able to go to a division one and be able to show the world what I was able to do. Yeah. And being able to see all my, my teammates that was at Narbonne that was calling me JD6, they're able to call me JD6 again. So, you know, just being able to, to go off of that. Was uh, what did you have to give Jack to get the number, man? You had to trade him anything, or he just he just gave it up willingly? I gave him a dab and said, "Appreciate you, brother." <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. Um, school wise, what are you studying, and like, what what's did you enjoy going to class, and do you, do you enjoy the studying part of it? Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm majoring in sport management, minoring in cool. business. You know, I plan on you know if I'm no longer to be able to compete athletically, I like to uh, become a sports agent. You know, get into that field and everything. Um, I definitely do like being in the sport agent. I mean, the sport management field because I'm learning a lot about business in sports. You know, I'm, I'm right now. I'm in sociology of sport. I'm in sports finance. I'm in uh, personnel management, and you know, just being able to learn these different things from these professors who have been there been in these situations before know people who are in the field that i'd like to get into it's just a great time being able to learn more about it how do you know you want to be a sports agent you know so <laughs> it's crazy uh my 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 stepdad is a uh, it which is an information technologist um and when i got before i got here i wanted to be able to be a software engineer and that changed within my first week That's of being here. That's a lot here. different than being a sports agent. Right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, he, I was able to help him build a computer. I was able to, you know, help with a lot of stuff that he did. And I thought it was just something that I wanted to be able to get into. And, you know, when I got to college, I just realized that it, it, I like technology and everything like that. But it wasn't something I wanted to be able to, you know, yeah. do for the rest of my life. It wasn't. Yeah. I wanted to be able to stay around sports. I wanted to be able to, you know, help help people who were my age that I, I've been in that situation before. Um, so I talked to my counselor and he was just like, so what do you think you want to do? And I was like, I want to be able to stay around sports, 
And honestly, Joe Burrow just got a $23 million signing bonus. Yeah, I did the math. I did the math. He just got a $23 million signing bonus for being a first round draft pick. So I'm thinking sports agent. (laughs) Uh, You sure you don't want to be on TV? You'd be a great TV. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny you say that because as a child, um, I've always, I always wanted to be on Disney. I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to, you know, be in that theatrical field. Yeah. And you know, I, football just kind of started to take over. You know, uh, I went to you know Hamilton High School for all of what less than a month. My first, my freshman year, yeah. um, which was a performing arts school uh because i came from a performing arts middle school and that was the feeder school i wanted to be able to just go there and hang out with all my friends but i quickly realized that it wasn't something just didn't feel right you know i want to be able to play football it wasn't a school that really took football too serious and i was just like yeah i want to be able to i want to be able to put my my talents on a on a bigger stage you know i want to be able to you know get the opportunity to at least be able to play division one yeah there's tons of Former quarterbacks, especially from California, that are killing it on TV now. Though after their careers, like Matt Barkley, yeah, Mark Sanchez, RG three is killing it now. Yeah, He's facts, facts, the, uh, facts. Calling the games, but I can see you doing that, man. But no, being an agent sounds uh, sounds sounds awesome. As far as this current team, what do you feel like you guys got to do to take the next step? Like, what's what what's the missing piece right now to winning the Big Twelve? I'd say start faster. You know, uh, these past two games we went down 14-0. You know, that's not necessarily a situation that a lot of teams come out of, but we handled adversity well and we were able to keep going no matter what the situation was. And you know, we showed grit throughout both of those games. And, you know, we were able to come out victorious. But you know, I definitely say starting faster. Yeah, yeah. What do you think's how good can this team be? What, what what's the what's the pinnacle of what is it big 12 championship i mean the sky's the limit for this team you know the fact that you know sleeve and coach lipo and the staff puts a big emphasis on just chasing that one percent daily we're not really focused on the future we're we're focused on what we have going on on a day-to-day basis you know just chasing that one percent will allow us to be able to get where we want to go no matter where it is like i said the sky's the limit tell me what is your why like what motivates you every day to i feel like every every big time athlete has like a why like a like a purpose of why they do what they do my mom you know to to be able to i had an interview to go to a high school uh while i was in eighth grade to go to a, a private school and one of the questions that they asked me were what struggles do you have in life right now and my answer was i don't i don't have any but after that interview, my mother spoke to me and she said, do you really think you have no struggles in life at all? And then she started to explain everything to me. And it's really when start, stuff started to hit me. I, I'm not in communication with my biological father. My mother raised me as a single mother all the way until she married my, my, my stepdad now, which was in sixth or seventh grade. And my biggest, my biggest push in life was to just be able to make her proud. Just be able to do everything for her. Be able to give my mom anything she wants. Make sure she doesn't have to go to work anymore. Mom, you can retire. So, you know, to be able to see everything that my mom did to make sure that I'm not seeing any struggle that I have in life, that's that push that keeps pushing me every single day because I want to make sure she has no struggles in life now. Mom, you did your job. Now it's time for me to do my job because you raised me into the, to the person I am today. And I know it wasn't easy. I know it's not easy being a single mother and having to hold those tears from everything that you're doing for your son and all these things that you're probably having problems with. She never showed that to me. And that's exactly why I always have them as much respect and love for her as I do as I do today. 
because she she never gave up. She always kept pushing me no matter what the situation was. That's amazing. I bet she's enjoying the ride right now. No, definitely. Is she loving it? <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's awesome, That's awesome man. Um, what what is what's your personal goal as a as a quarterback? Like, is it when the Heisman? Is it NFL? What what do you what what do you got? You got any like goals that you're in your apartment or anything? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any personal accolades that I'd like to achieve. You know, the only accolades that I really want to achieve at the University of Kansas right now is to be able to win a Big Twelve championship. I want to be able to win a Big 12 championship before I leave the school, and that's that's just been a goal that I've had since I've gotten here. Um, you can look in our in our weight room right now at the top of the hill. It's just a Big 12 championship, and um, after right before the TCU game last year, we took a trip to Dallas Stadium, uh, to, to AT&T Stadium in Dallas, and we were able to see where we would be playing if we were in the Big 12 championship, and that just gave our team so much motivation because – it's right here. We're stepping on these grounds right here, right now, and, and it's possible. Anything is possible in life. To to know that that that's a possibility for us. The sky's the limit, and we just want to keep on chasing it. I love it, man. Well, I, I appreciate all the time you've taken with us. It's yes, been sir. Fun watching you the first three weeks, I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. And, Thank you. And I know, and I think this will be cool for Kansas fans to see. Like you're a great communicator, clearly a great leader. You're going to be successful and and uh, life after football as well. So I'm yes, sir. To Thank you, you for having me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank <laughs> you.